Um, different organizations and individuals, including Professor Tulema Donsela, are calling for compassion for fees uh, must follow student activist Kanya uh, Kageshe. Uh, Kageshe has been in local prison since 2017, and he was sentenced to five years behind bars for public violence, for public violence and malicious damage to property. He ple- pleaded guilty to setting a police vehicle alight during a hashtag Feast Must Fall protest in 2016. And on the line to us, we're going to chat to Professor Tulima Donsada. Good afternoon to you, Cece. Uh, good afternoon. And thank you for the privilege. It's a pleasure. Long time no see. It's a very long time, Glenn, but thank you again for, for this opportunity and also for tackling this particular matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people are concerned, of course, about this uh, young man. Do you think the justice system got it wrong with this, with Kageshe's uh, sentencing system? I do think the system got it wrong with due mm. respect to the magistrate. I take... My brief from S. versus Makwanyan, which is a case where they were requesting the Constitutional Court mm. to to make the death penalty mm. uh, to abolish the death penalty, so to speak. Yes, and a lot of the things that the judges said in that case should be instructive to judges today in magistrates, which is, in cases like this, you have to balance the interest of the accused person with those of society. Mm. You also have to look at the context. Certainly, we do not want to encourage uh, the banning of police vans or any public violence. We do not want to do that. Mm. But in this particular case, there was a context to it. These young people had tried to be heard. Um, a lot of them had suffered hunger, a lot of indignity, not having accommodation, some being excluded from um, from academic pursuit because of financial mm. constraints. Yeah. So the context was a better context, a demand to be heard in the context where government seemed to to be deaf. And then this happened. And there was also a lot of provocation by, by the police. I mean, the police do a lot of good work, mm. but in this particular case, I was involved with it. We saw police uh, attack young people uh, without provocation. Mm. My daughter has scars of having been shot with police bullets at the back. Mm. So how do you shoot somebody at the back? So there was a context to how these students ended up being violent. Mm-hmm. And my view would have been that the sentencing should be the kind of sentencing that rebuilds the person, that rehabilitates a person. It shouldn't be addictive. Mm-hmm. And to say that you are going to be harsh in order to... Uh, dissuade others from doing the same thing. The truth is young people since his must fall have not done this again. They have learned from the mistakes that we committed during his must fall. One of the people uh, in this regard is Gabelo. Gabelo is the tumor young person who has come up with the statement, 
in support of Brigadier. Mm-hmm. He himself has learned uh, how to lead properly, how to engage constructively. I remember in December last year, they walked all the way from Guadalupe Natal to the Union Building, yes. and there was nobody to meet them. They broke nothing, they bent nothing. They even issued a statement themselves that they had learned to lead ethically in a purposeful way and in a conscious way. And because of that, they waited patiently until we assisted them to get the DG and the presidency to come and meet them. So the context does show that there's been lessons learned by these young people and, and they're moving forward with society. And what's happening to segregation, therefore, is unconscionable. So, um, why did you personally decide to be part of this campaign? And, you know, who are you directing this play to? Well, I haven't personally decided to be part of this campaign. Mm. Tuma as a foundation that I started together with my children decided to be part of this. And having been requested by the ambassadors at Tuma, you know, the Tuma Foundation is a social movement Mm. that seeks to make democracy work and to make democracy work for all. And at the core of Tuma's work is to make democracy resonate with young people. Mm. Uh, Because if democracy doesn't work for young people, they always find alternatives to make things work for them. And so this thing is really a sore issue for many young people. The ones at Tuma, for example, who are ambassadors, they feel a sense of shame. They feel a sense that they have betrayed Sageshe because they were part of his mass These mm. things happened when all of them mm. were involved in the struggle in one way or another, and they're moving on with their lives. Some of them yes, have their degrees, yes. and he is mm. languishing in jail. But the saddest part, you know, Glenn, is the kids that got involved in his mass got zero out of it. Because the solution that came out of his must fall was that funding by NFRS was now going to, the threshold was going to be increased to, um, uh, I think, 350000 But now that fault are not included in the new deal, because the new deal only covers students that registered since 2018. So basically then, these young people are very much like everyone else who's been involved in the struggle in the past, in that they struggled, and then the rest of us benefit from it. They get nothing out of it. So, uh, Professor, how can we as a, as, a, as a public help? I think it's to find a petition mm. to ask government, because I distinguish here between judges and government. The magistrate has made a decision. He can't withdraw this decision. I think he could have been more compassionate, especially when it came to this. What we need now is to petition the NPA not to oppose aid. So that uh, Mr. Pregeshe can be released. For goodness sake, people who kill... I, I remember there's a man in the Eastern Cape who was convicted in a court of law for killing his wife. He was given bail. He's out on bail. Mm. This young person has killed no one. What is he going to do outside if he's released on bail 
whilst this letter goes on appeal, because there's nothing this magistrate can do. He did his best in terms of what he thought needed to be done. We just hoping that on appeal, this matter will be treated in a more balanced way, looking at the interests of the young person and the circumstances under which this happened and the, the interests of society. Also, I, what I understand is that the confession was forced by his lawyers. It seems to me that the new lawyers want to argue that he actually didn't do what he confessed to have done. He seemed to have confessed thinking that the law was going to be more compassionate oh. if he confessed. And, and we know that as lawyers, that often people confess to murder when they literally never did it because their lawyer convinced them that if you confess to it, your, your sentence is going to be reduced. Whereas if you don't confess, even though you didn't do it, the optics look bad and you could be convicted and get a harsher sentence. So it's to convince the NPA not to oppose bail and then to ask the Department of Justice and the presidency to expedite this uh, presidential uh, amnesty or pardon process. All right. Thank you so much, Professor, for joining us. It's been a privilege. Thank you for taking this up. Thank you so much. There you go, Professor Tulima Donsela there. Yeah, because... It's a very tricky one, right? Like, tough, obviously, tough, we tough, all tough, know tough, that tough. apparently he did confess because the lawyers convinced him but too. But apparently he had the worst lawyers. His lawyers, got to have the statement that he gave them and what they then went and, and you know, argued Presented. in court mm-hmm. were like two different things, chalk and cheese. And I don't know they literally why he can't get bail. The bus. 